right, and hello to everyone out there. You're watching Amateur Radio Roundtable. It's a show about ham radio, shortwave listening, and uh, electronics, other, other things. Trying to set the audio levels here. I think they look okay. Hey, thanks for joining us tonight and uh, tuning in to the show tonight. Uh, we've got several things we want to talk about tonight. Got a few interesting things here. I think it uh, you'll uh, uh, be glad to hear about. Uh, if you're listening out there on International Shortwave Radio WBCQ, we also welcome you. Our listeners out there are shortwave listeners. In fact, shortwave listening is how many of us in ham radio got started. Uh, so uh, we welcome you, and you're just listening on uh, WBCQ, a world famous shortwave station. Up in uh, Can up in uh, the the border between um, Maine and uh, Canada, there in Monticello, Monticello, Maine. If you uh, can uh, send us an email, if you've got internet there, uh, send us an email to Tom at w5kub.com, Tom at w5kub.com, and let us know where in the world you are and how you're hearing the station tonight. I got an email uh, this week from someone that uh, was listening to uh, the short, our show on shortwave, and uh, uh, it was great to hear from them. Yeah. Hey, Tom. Yeah. They're saying your audio's low, but on the verge of distortion, and I'm noticing you're missing a channel on the audio. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see what we can do here. I don't know. We're going to probably have to run with that tonight because I'm not going to troubleshoot the stereo issue well let's try this let me let me do one more thing i don't know if this is gonna i don't know if that's gonna fix it or not that that didn't that didn't fix it either because no, the music okay. was was doing yeah. fine yeah well okay it's uh, something to do with our mixer and uh, the stereo channels we were only getting one channel through i noticed that last week and i failed and forgot to look at that this week uh so, yeah, we, I had a lot of problems. Hey, yesterday I did a, a Zoom uh, with a club, uh, the Ascension Club down in uh, Prairieville, Louisiana. They, they wanted me to talk to them uh, and answer a lot of questions about, you know, launching Pico Balloons. And I was going to record that and use part of that for the show tonight. But as always, um, it didn't work. I, you know, I, stuff didn't work. I couldn't get audio over here to the broadcaster and just all kinds of things. So anyway, let's get back on track here. I'm sorry, folks out there. So uh, thanks for listening on Shortwave. Uh, if you'd like to join the show, you can join it live on Tuesday nights. Uh, just go to w5kub.com at 9 p.m. Eastern, and you can find us there. You can find our, our video there. Also, we have a chat room. We have our own chat room. Uh, we do not use the uh, YouTube chat room. I did check tonight. I think the YouTube chat room is turned off. So if anyone is chatting in a YouTube chat room, we're not seeing you because we're not there. So we, we don't use that for a, a number of reasons. We have much more control over our own IRC chat room. Also, Hambot's, Hambot works with our IRC chat room, and we've got to keep Hambot in shape because he's going to be giving away about 40 or 45 prizes here in about a month to uh, our viewers out there when we do the Huntsville Ham Fest. Uh, join our Facebook group, if you will. Uh, it's just, just uh, key in W5KUB in the search bar for Facebook, and you'll find it. And also, uh, 
Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, click that subscribe button. Hit, click the subscribe button uh, there for YouTube, the YouTube video. Uh, I'm putting a little arrow there to help you see it. Uh, that should, uh, you should see it. It should be right down, right down here somewhere. So click that subscribe button. That really helps us to, to uh, promote the channel. It helps YouTube to promote the channel to other people that are looking for uh, media and, 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 you know, videos that uh, are, are associated with things like we talk about, shortwave, electronics, uh, ham radio, and so forth. Okay. Yeah, we're going to be holding up Hambot here, uh, uh, Britt. So, hey, uh, several things going on tonight. We've got Glenn here. Uh, Glenn, how you doing, man? You, are you still surviving? You're, you're still working, I guess, right? Yeah, I'm still working. Um, you know, it's kind of like looking like October right now, but yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, talking about getting ready for Huntsville, um, just decided this week there will be a brand new Arduino uh, forum for Huntsville this year. Um, the working title at the moment is uh, building projects with the Arduino and microcontrollers. And we're actually going to get into the uh, construction and designing of the various projects rather than uh, the theoretical side that I did last year with the Raspberry Pi Pico. So this year it's going to be more um, how to use this stuff, how to program it, and uh, how to get rolling with it. So putting that together, it'll be all new for Huntsville. Uh, I don't know which day or time I'm going to be on, uh, but I would assume that uh, it'll be Saturday morning uh, is generally when I do. And, of course, I'm going and staying over at the Embassy Suites, uh, so I'll be there bright and early in the morning. I love that little walk across that uh, that walkway into the, the ham fest without having to get in a car and drive all the way from here. So, uh, yeah, and... and uh, Brett, we're gonna we will talk about the shields in, in Arduino world. They're shields, and the Raspberry Pi, they're hats. So mm. we'll uh, I'll be covering all of that and how to build the various projects and everything, put them in boxes, and uh, so I decided this time around to actually cover the building side of things. So that's that's my plans for Huntsville, and like you said, it's well, only cool. a month off. I can't believe that it's 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 just time's flying. All right. Well, we're looking forward to it. And uh, what now? I got all kinds of sound. You got uh, echo in the whole nine yards. Yeah. I, and uh, I'm starting to sit a little bit on the other channel. I don't know what's going on here. I think maybe it may be a dirty, a dirty pot. Yeah. Let's see. Right. Possibly. Yeah. Test one, two, three, four. I see a little bit of audio on the right it, yeah, channel. Yeah. Just a little bit. Not much. Yeah, it, it may be on an output side. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, we're gonna we're gonna go with that tonight. Okay. Yeah. So uh, hey, yeah, we're looking forward to it, man. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna drive down Thursday. That's not good. No, you're feeding back, man. That's not good at all. We're gonna drive down on uh, Thursday, and Friday will be the setup day, and uh, we'll be we'll be streaming live all day Friday, guys. As soon as we can get our internet connection and stuff there. Uh, we'll be streaming, and even though that's not a, a show day, you never know who you're going to see. Uh, Very true. There will be all kinds of people, vendors, and, and there will be non-vendors inside there that's slipping inside and shopping already on, on Friday, but, I mean, on 
on Thursday, uh, or on Friday, yeah, on Friday. So, uh, so tune in, tune in on Friday, and um, hey, who knows? You you'll see people come by. You know, Ray Ray Novak, uh, Bob Heil, different people will just drop by the booth, and uh, you'll get a chance to see them and talk with them there through the chat room. Uh, uh, so we don't we don't ever know who's going to show up, but. You know, Friday is a, a day where you get, I don't think they have the air conditioner on Friday because they got that big door up and everybody's yeah, driving inside. Open. And it gets a little hot inside there and a little dirty. You know, you crawl it on the floor and you, you run extension cords and, and cat five cables and all this stuff. And But uh, we still have fun. We're still going to stream. And uh, we'll be on. And uh, even if we don't have the uh, the... Uh, the Cat 5 internet access uh, uh, immediately that morning, we'll still be streaming using uh, uh, a 4G, uh, either 4G or 5G. I don't know if they've got 5G down there or not. Uh, probably not, but uh, our 4G stream also works really well. Uh, but we do like to use the wired connection from the Von Braun Center there. Yeah. And so are, you're staying at the embassy, right? Yeah, and yeah, I'm okay. coming over Friday, but it'll be Friday morning. I'm planning to go to the uh, Space and Rocket Center um, yeah. on the way over and then heading over to the Von Braun Center, oh, you know, sometime around 2 or 3, so I'll probably drop by. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, Brett, uh, if you are there Friday, I bet you can get in. If you'll come down that hallway... I would try to slip in uh, once you get in. They, 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 they don't you know, check. They, they don't check too much. They don't check too much uh, there. Uh, I think. Um, I think you could get inside and probably uh, look around all day Friday if you wanted to, man. So yeah. give it a try, and you'll probably run into us there at the hotel too. All right, let's see what else I got on my thing here. Let's see, hey, tonight I want to talk just briefly. About the solar activity, you know, Solar Cycle 25, that thing's big right now. Uh, talk about our, our prize page we've already started putting together. Uh, hey, I built a, uh, uh, an UNUN. I want to show this tonight. Built an UNUN. I'm going to take this to North Carolina with me next week. I may, I may run this with a half-wave antenna. I'll show you this in a minute and the build uh, for this in a few minutes. Um, Hey, uh, Glenn, look, oh, man, look at this, man. If anybody bothers me, look. What do you think, man? What, have you gone Rambo on us? I'm, I'm, going, I'm going Rambo, man. I'm going Rambo with you guys. Actually, that looks like you stole one of Kathy's garden spades. Well, this one has saws, saw teeth on it. You see that right there? Yeah. That, that's in case you, you come across a rabid mole or something like that. Yeah, well, actually, I, I, I'll, I'll give you a little update on this a little later. This is uh, some metal detecting uh, equipment. This is great for digging in the ground and, and you know, finding your, uh, finding your treasure there. Uh, we've got some people on here that, uh, uh, that uh, are, are metal detecting uh, people, and uh, they were talking in the chat room the other day. Look, man, I got me the pointer here. I got the pin pointer. Let's see if we can yep. make this thing work. Let's see. Oh, listen to that, man. Oh, I got it on, I got it on uh, beep and vibrate. Let's see. Oh, wait. I think I turned it off. Yeah, now it's on. Yeah, you hold that up to me and you'll hear all the metal. There we go, there we go. Oh, man, that is some treasure right there. Yeah. 
hey, that's pretty good shielded cable right there. Don't even. Okay. Anyway, we got our we got our pin pointer here. That we you know we'll uh, we'll use, and then uh, and then we got our we're gonna take our uh, our Garrett uh, 300 right here. I don't know if you can see that, but we got our oh, yeah. we, we got a Garrett 300 here that we're gonna take down here to North Carolina with us next week, and we're gonna find some stuff. I was gonna say, what exactly are you gonna go looking for? Well. Some treasure. I don't. I don't know. Also, I, I need to look here. Um, Kathy's uh, niece lives here in Carterville, and right here in town. And right, her lot was right over where a a uh, Civil War camp was. Oh, cool. So you know, it's hard to get permission and find places to go. But uh, I think I'm gonna go over to their house and just search their backyard. I bet you we find something. If we do, we'll yeah, you we'll show it on, very well. Could we'll show it on a show there? All right. So we will talk a little about that. Uh, uh, I'm gonna talk a little portable ops tonight. We're, I'm I'm going. Kathy and I are going over to uh, North Carolina Thursday. We're going to Tuckasegee and uh, I'm gonna be attending the uh, Jackson County Amateur Radio Club. Friday, and visiting with those guys, uh, neat neat bunch of guys over there. That's in Tuckasegee, North Carolina. So, if you're in the area of Western North Carolina, and you want to come over uh, and, and and go to uh, the club meeting or just come over and visit, uh, let me know. And I know Brett knows about this, but I am thinking about getting the band back together. Uh, I, I've talked, I've contacted one of our band members that usually picks the song and everything, and he's kind of the leader of the group. He hadn't responded on, on any particular song or anything uh, right now, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what we can come up with there. All right, all right, so let's see well, here. What are the two songs you've done to this point? What, what, what two songs? Well, yeah. you saw the CDs we had last week, right? Bad to the Bone and... Okay. What was that? Bad to the Bone and... Man, I can't remember, man. That was a couple years ago. What was that? What was it, Glenn? Oh, gosh. Come on. Soul Man. Come on. We talked about this last week. If I can't yeah. remember, that's because my age. But you should remember. Right there. We got, we, got the, we got the CD right here, the Amateur Radio Roundtable Band. It was Soul Man. Remember yeah. that? It was Soul Man, and there's a good picture of the band right there. It's uh, uh, Emmett from uh, Radio Waves, and uh, there's uh, Joe Eisenberg, Don uh, Don Wilbanks is in there, uh, Richard Stubbs is in there, and that's me back there on the saxophone. So that was our Soul Man album, and then uh, and then we did Back to the Bone. The band was much smaller when we did Back to the Bone. This was one of the first. One of the first uh, albums that we we really did right there. We'll uh, we'll have these for sale at Huntsville. Buy buy one of them for double the price, and you get a second one free. That's going to be our offer uh, this year. <laughs> All right, so let's see what's going on in the chat room real quick. Uh, let's see. Uh, gardening, cutting roots. Yeah, it, yeah, that's for cutting roots and Looking uh, for Civil War landmines. Yeah, it's for cutting roots and uh, other things. And then if, if somebody tries to steal your treasure that you're digging up, this is also useful to deter deter them. You know, from 
from that. Let's see. Yeah, only the left channel tonight. Uh, I see that uh, I see Bill is saying that he's getting one gig service here yeah. real soon, so that'll be good. Uh, uh, you know. Last week, I mentioned, when we, we were talking about the band, I mentioned, it take me a second to find this, that I had permission from the people that uh, put the song together. Uh, they're on a tower. He, he and his wife are on this tower. Oh, yeah. Singing a ham radio song and had, pouring champagne on the tower. I'm going to pull that up for you real quick because uh, we, we signed off last week before before we found that, our, our friend Mark, uh, Mark P. there found it. But I'm going to pull it up here real quick. Uh, I think I can find it real quick. Mark told me what to key in there. Uh, and uh, I did get permission from him to use this on the show uh, about a oh, year or two cool. ago. I really haven't used it. Uh, let's see. Uh, YouTube will probably, uh, you know, shut me down for using it tonight. Let's see. All right, I think I've got it here. Brett's saying there's a YouTube video of Don't Cry for Hera Arena. Well, let's see. Man. I'm going to put in here man and woman. Own Tower singing. Let's see if that gets it. I think that's what we used last week to get it. Well, shucks. Uh, man singing, woman on tower singing, ham radio song. Uh, let's see if that gets it. There we go. Okay, we got it. We got it. We got it. Okay. Hey guys, this is a this is a, a neat ham radio song. We're gonna look at the, we're gonna play this song tonight since uh, since we talked about it last week. So let me see if I can figure out where where it is. Let's see, is that it? That looks like that could be it there. Okay, let me get a little volume here. Doing TV wrong. Oop, wrong one. I see. Yeah, doing TV wrong. Yep, yep. Here we go. No, this is not it. Hey, but that's a, hey, there's a ham shack blues. Uh, I haven't got permission to play that one, so I better not play that one. Uh, okay, here we go right here. Yeah, that's a cool song. This is it cool right here. I don't know how they stayed on that tower. Yeah. Okay. Is anybody using this frequency, please? CQ, CQ, CQ. Hello, CQ, CQ, CQ. You wake up every morning, you go to work, then home again, that old routine. Turn your TV over and never show a single thing you haven't seen. Checking out the internet's no fun no more. It's all just ads and spam. You 
looking for adventure Well, you could become a ham Come and join us on the airwaves Surf the skies and find new friends Let the world unfurl before you Sets the trends Cause you're not like those poor old wage slaves Change your life and start anew Come and join us on the airwaves You'll feel free and you'll be happy too I just wanted you guys to hear that. Uh, that's been around quite a while there. I'm sure there are a lot of others. I, I think someone mentioned Neil Rapp's got a bunch of them out there. But uh, that's one that we talked about last week, and uh, our friend Mark P. there found it. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's see what we got going here. Let's see, 25... Let's do this. I want to uh, let everybody know that uh, we've already mentioned we're going to uh, go into Huntsville. That is a great ham fest. And, uh, guys, we've got our prize page built, or pretty pretty much built. Let me see if I can pull up the prize page here and let you, let you see uh, what's on our prize page. I can't ever remember. Oh, wrong camera. Wrong camera. 
I'll find it in a minute. Man. There we go. Okay. Let's pull up the prize page. So if you go to our website, if you go to our website, W5KUB, right here, you're going to see, um, you know, a lot of things that we're involved in here. But if you will click, if you'll click at the top menu on Huntsville Prizes, uh, right here in the top menu, uh, Prizes, Huntsville 2023, you're going to see some of the prizes we've already loaded on our uh, website that we will be giving away to our viewers. I'm just going to scroll down here. The CAA 500, I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. But uh, uh, ARL, uh, we've got handbooks, we've got antenna books. Uh, we've got uh, balance. These are some of the best balance in the world right here, made by made by uh, Ballon Designs, our friend uh, uh, Bob uh, Rumsey. Uh, again, I don't know how you say this. How you say it? Bien, bieno. How you say that, Glenn? Bieno. How's it spelled? I can barely see the spelling here. Bi it's, it's, there Bi big, it's bioeno. Bioeno portables. This is a great 12 volt. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd like to have that battery. Uh, we gave we've given a, several of those away. There, it's also a good prize. Uh, let's see, CQ magazine. We're going to be giving away several. Uh, digital subscriptions for it. Uh, DV Mega is back with us again this year. We're going to be giving away the Globetrotter. Uh, that's a, a nice uh, digital uh, DV Mega apparatus there that you can make contacts with. Look at this, Gigaparts. Gigapart. We're going to give away five handy talkies. Five handy talkies donated by Gigaparts. This is the uh, QRZ-1. Uh, entry-level uh, handy talkie that uh, I think they partnered with QRZ uh, with. Uh, so every person that gets a new license, and every new person that gets a license will get one of these free. But we're going to be giving away five of them from Gigaparts. That's nice. Hats, we've got, hey, we've got hats again this year. Uh, these are great from Gold Medal uh, Ideas. Uh, they always support us. Uh, ham Radio Deluxe, that's some cool software, multiple. I don't know if we're going to do ham cation. The thing about the ham cation deal is if we just give it out, we may pick somebody that don't want it or don't don't use it. So we'll, we'll have to figure out how we want to do that. Cantronics, we've got a couple packet systems from Cantronics. Those are pretty expensive. They're almost 500 bucks a piece. QSL cards or Shack uh, stuff. Uh, yeah, MFJ always, cards. yeah, MFJ always, we've got 24-hour clocks, dual clocks, antenna switches, dummy loads, headsets, uh, SWR meters. Uh, one of our friends, Kurt, over in New Jersey, uh, won uh, one of these, uh, he's a CW guy, and uh, he won one of these keys and code practice oscillators, I'm sure we're putting that to good use. Uh, I'm not sure yet about the the uh, tiny SA. I think we'll probably have the tiny SA. Uh, uh, SDR SDR Play uh, is back with us again. That is a neat SDR receiver right there. It's a cool receiver. Signal Link. 
uh, uh, Times Microwave has always come through. I haven't heard from them yet. We're waiting on a, a confirmation. But 500 feet or 250 feet of uh, LMR 400, that's that's a great uh, great prize right there. Oh yeah, and that's then quirky. Yeah, quirky quirky uh, QRP. We've got uh, uh, a nice mat here. This this mat is a, probably about 18 inches wide, and uh, it's 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 made like a a mouse pad, and uh, it has all. It's good if you go out and do you know activate parks and things like that. I'm gonna be carrying one in North Carolina, so when I'm out on the porch on the uh, patio furniture, I'm gonna have one of these. And it has all the information, the band edges, and it, it just has all the kinds of information here. So that's yeah, what that you can find. Nice. That's what you can find on our prize page so far, and it's not completely uh, finished yet. But uh, now you know where to find it. So let me talk about that one other prize uh, real quick here. So guys, uh, We've been doing this for a few years, and it's been very successful uh, for us. It, it does cost money for us to go do a, a webcast for, for uh, you know, for, our, for these ham fest. And uh, as I mentioned before, we, we would spend upwards to $3,000 each time we did the Dayton ham fest. Now, we have a little bit of different arrangements with the Huntsville people. But it's still expensive for us to go in there and do it. it we're still going to uh, probably spend close to $1,500 uh, just to webcast uh, the uh, Huntsville Ham Fest. And um, so because of that, what we want to do is we're going to set aside one prize. And this has been very popular every year when we've done this. This is the CAA 500 the Comet CA500, it's a 1.8 to 500 megahertz antenna analyzer. Let's see if I can get it up here where you can see it. It's that's, gonna be diffi a little nice difficult thing. to see, but it's got the cross needles here. And down here we've got, uh, let's see, we, down here we've got a display where you can do a sweep and you can actually see it. It's not showing up good on the camera here. This thing <clears throat> feels like a brick. It's about the size of a brick. <clears throat> Heavy metal case, uh, UHF, uh, VHF, UHF, or HF. Um, it is a great, <clears throat> great antenna analyzer. <clears throat> uh, I think uh, I think retail price on this is somewhere near $400, $500. So what we're going to do is we're going to set this one prize aside, and all the information is on our prize page about this one prize. And starting now, between now and uh, Saturday night of uh, the Ham Fest, uh, for every $5 you donate, we're going to put your name in the hat uh, one time uh, for this prize. So if you donate, uh, you know, $15, we'll put your name in the hat three times. Uh, you know, uh, donate $20, we'll put you in the hat four times, and, and so forth. Now. The odds are really good on this. Uh, Huntsville, as you guys know, Huntsville is not as big as, as Dayton, where we have thousands and thousands of people. Uh, so the odds are pretty good uh, on this. If you're interested, you know, some people may just want to drop five bucks in there just to help pay for the uh, expense of the trip. But uh, um, any, uh, any money that we receive is going to go to uh, paying for our trip there.
uh, Brent was talking earlier about the cost of the hotel. The hotel is like, uh, I think Brent said the hotel was like $320 a night, if I, if I read that right. No, that was for two nights. For, oh, that was for two nights. That was for two nights, and that was not the embassy suites. That was. Oh, okay, right, right. I was okay. Then, then, then. Uh, let me just say this. I, I, I think our rate is somewhere around two. When you add the tax and everything to it, it's probably about two hundred fifty a night. Well, don't that's you think? It, isn't it yeah. close to that, Glenn? Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, it's going to be close to two hundred fifty a night. Now we're going to be there four nights, so we've got one thousand dollars in just the hotel room. And you know what? I mean. We like putting on the show for people. We're going to work for you. We don't sell stuff at our table. And, we, you know, we don't go spend all our time looking around. Uh, we're going to spend all of our time promoting the show, giving away prizes to you guys. So this one prize will help us cover that $1,000 hotel bill plus, uh, you know, gas down here plus uh, meals plus whatever else, man. You know, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Uh, hey, uh, our page is w5kub.com. Uh, click on prizes. There's a donate button at the top of the page. If you click donate, uh, it'll take you to a, a PayPal, and you can I think you can use a PayPal or a credit card or something there. But uh, this is a, this is a nice antenna analyzer. I'm gonna be yeah, taking this to North really Carolina nice. with me next week uh, because I've got friends over there, and we need to do some antenna work. All right. Yeah, I got to rebuild my cobweb. So yeah, I need to win that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's that. Let's see what. Let's see what's going on in the chat room here, real quick. Let's see. Uh, Brent says single night at the embassy is between two hundred and fifty and three hundred. Yes, that's right. But I want to tell you something, guys. I'm retired now. I've traveled all over. My job was all always outside the U.S. I traveled around the world. Every month I was gone somewhere, Europe, South America, Asia. I try to stay in the better hotels. And I like staying in the better hotels. And, you know, hey, you can't take it with you. The embassy is more expensive, but we love the embassy because it's so convenient for us. We park underneath the hotel. We don't even have to get in our truck to go over to, to the Hamfest. The Hamfest is connected through a walkway from the hotel over to the Hamfest. It's just so convenient there. And, uh, you know, and I've got the underground parking. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's even a new restaurant. Uh, well, last year it was fairly new restaurant there in the, uh, down, uh, down at the very end of the center there. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, or no, I there. didn't. I missed that one. Well, they closed the one. They closed the one that was right there in the lobby, but there right. is a, a independent one. This this uh, Von Braun Center is so large, guys. You can walk for 20 minutes and almost don't make it from one end to the other. It is it is yeah. big. That restaurant is down at the, I think it's on the very north end, you know. So, Glenn, we'll, uh, we'll show you where that is. Yeah, we'll have to have to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. But see, one of the things I like is the forum rooms are on the embassy suite side. Yeah. So I can leave all of my forum stuff in the room and then pick it up on the way to the forum and then drop it off on the room on the way back to the ham fest so I don't have to lug all my junk around with me like I do at Dayton or Orlando. Yeah. So it's really and, and, convenient. And they, they are going to have a, uh, a room there at the hotel. Uh, what do you call it? For all the hams to get together? Uh, 
hospitality, hospitality room. room. Man, man, I can't think of names and words anymore. There is a hospitality room there on the second floor uh, there at the uh, Embassy Suites. And it basically, if you walk up the if you walk up the uh, the covered uh, hallway that, that comes over to the hotel, it takes you right to where the hospitality suite is. And let me tell you, uh, there will be food in there. There will be honey-baked ham food in there. There will be sandwiches. Oh, cool. uh, there will be uh, beer. There will be dr drinks. There will be everything you might want in there. Uh, you know, so uh, come on by and, uh, and visit. And uh, Yeah, those honey-baked hams are my downfall. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of honey baked ham, you know that that salsa you tear open that thing and you get that sauce, oh, yeah. honey baked ham sauce. That stuff is really sticky. If you get yes. it on your hands, it's really really sticky. And what I'm going to do, Glenn, on whatever tickets I buy, I'm going to take a package of that stuff uh, and I'm I'm going to smear yeah. it. I'm going to smear you're it all over my tickets. So when a guy sticks well, his hand, when he sticks his hand down in that do barrel, because you've got Joe Eisenberg coming, and you know it's. Well, yeah, but, maybe, but but Joe's not listening, so he may not know my secret. So when when he, when the, the guy sticks his hand down that barrel and pulls it out, there's going to be eight or nine W5KUB tickets stuck to his hand and arm. Now, I don't, you know, I they may catch on, but that honey baked uh, that that honey baked sauce stuff is really sticky and it works really really oh, yeah. well there, guys. Uh, yeah. So hey hey, when we do the show, we will. Uh, uh, sometimes it's tough for us to even take 30 minutes off to get something to eat, but we will eat there the, the, uh, uh, for lunch. The, the uh, Hamfest organization uh, will feed us. They consider us a vendor, and uh, all vendors uh, um, get to sneak behind this curtain, and we get honey baked ham. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, remember. Yeah. That's one and of the all reasons the dry, I love they, doing they've got, I bet you they got these big old tubs back there. These tubs must have 500 pounds of ice in them each. they oh, got yeah. one tub for Diet Cokes and one tub for regular Cokes and one for Dr. Pepper. And, man, you know, just, yeah. you just, whew. No, they, they do up the hospitality right. They, they're really good. This is, this is one of my three favorite ham fests, and I'd have to say Huntsville is my personal favorite. Yeah, yeah, mine too, mine, mine too. All right, so Just Mark, like I, say, I get a day at the Space and Rocket Center to boot. So it's let's talk fun. about the Space and Rocket Center in a minute, because hey, in 30 days this thing's coming up, and for the guys going, you may want to consider going here. Mark P says, "Won't the sauce make them stick to other tickets?" Yeah, well. That's why I'm going to put my tickets in the same time Tom does. I don't so know. Stick to mine. I'm going to have to figure. I'm going to have to figure out. I might have to work on modifying the formula where it will only stick to my tickets. Maybe, maybe my tickets are coated with some special something. Yeah, before. make them slightly magnetic so they'll repel there you, other there tickets. There you go. There you go. All right. Hey, well, Glenn brought up the, uh, the space center. The Huntsville Space Center. What's it called? It's called Space uh, and Rocket Center. Sp Space and Rocket Center, and if you're driving in, if you're coming in from the, uh, what is it, the west, I guess, you'll pass right by it. You'll see the rocket standing up out there miles and miles away. Now, uh, I think a lot, you have to pay, I think you pay to get in. It's been, it's been a couple of years since I've been here. Yes, you do have to pay to get in. Um, yeah. But it's well worth it, and I highly yeah. recommend doing one or two of the shows that you have to pay extra for as well. Right. 
above and beyond your your general admission. But those shows are well worth it. They're really well put together. Um, just it's just really a fun day for the family, kids, and for big kids like me. Yeah, you know, I just love it. Well, you know, you could you could actually spend minimum of a half a day there at the Space Center. Oh, easy. I easy. get there when they open at like ten or eleven, and I'm so, there until three or four. So go early. You know, go 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 a day early if you want to go out there and uh, go see the Space and Rocket Center. Now, hey, also, Giga Parts is there. That's right. Giga Parts is in Huntsville, and uh, uh, but you know what? They're gonna they're gonna have a big booth again, and uh, you know I think they have stopped bringing truckloads of stuff in there. Uh, what they do now is set up computers and they have salespeople inside their tent there, and you order something, and they'll bring it from the store, right to to uh, to the uh, ham fest there. So uh, it saves them from it saves them a lot of work, you know, bringing that stuff in. And there's still a lot of setup for all the computers and their their podiums and their desk and their sales literature. Oh, yeah. and oh no, it's a there's, nice there's setup a lot there. they've got. But, uh, guys, hey, I, I'll try to come up with some pictures here uh, uh, in a week or two. We're going to have Mark uh, Brown with us here in a couple weeks uh, to uh, to talk about um, the Huntsville Ham Fest. And uh, we'll, we'll talk more about it, but uh, it's just it's one of the nicest, cleanest uh, you'll see. I, I think this is going to be Brent's first trip. Uh, Brent, you're going to enjoy it. I guarantee you, you'll enjoy yeah, it. Now, uh, Brett is also saying that he's hearing hams are going to be doing a POTA activation from a nearby park. Could be. And I'm going to assume that that's going to be on top of Montesano Mountain, and it may be the QRP Arkey group. It, it, uh, it, they generally it do a, an activation from Montesano Mountain uh, for the Huntsville Ham Fest, which is probably about five miles east of the Von Braun Center. All right. Well, Bill's going to be out there eating German buffet under yeah, the uh, under I, the rocket. That, is that new, Bill? I I don't remember seeing that last year. I don't know. I don't know. But he says uh, Thursday evening there's a German buffet called Beer Garden that's underneath the Saturn V rocket. How cool is that? Oh man, Beer Garden. I I'm glad you pronounced. I didn't, I was afraid to pronounce it, but it is Beer Garden. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. And guys, hey, during setup, you're gonna see people driving trucks inside this place. This place is so huge inside, where all the tables are, they're gonna they're gonna drive, you know, twenty foot trucks inside it. I mean, you know, box trucks, big trucks with lifts on them. They're gonna drive them right inside there, right up to their booth, and and unload. Uh, uh, they've got people in here directing traffic. This place is so large in there, and. Uh, uh, it's, it's cool. So we're going to try to be one of the first in there on Friday morning. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll go around and take our stuff and get in line here pretty pretty early at morning. I think they open at about 9. If I get there yeah. somewhere around 9, there may be two or three cars in front of me. Uh, but we'll get to drive right inside there. We'll unload. Uh, we'll set up uh, our booth. And we'll, st we'll stream it. We'll stream it in there. Now, uh, we've always been next to the stage. They're working out the floor plans right now. They're trying to put us next to the stage again, uh, because Glenn and I have a, we we have a good time when they start drawing prize tickets. Oh, we gosh, we, we yes. zoom in on a stage there, and you know we're we're seeing if we can't zoom in on a ticket to see what it says, or we see them whispering to each other. Last year, 
last year, the, the, the big prize, they pulled it, and he looked over at Glenn and me, and he kind of smiled. And Glenn and I looked back at him, and we thought, okay, one of us won. One of us has won it. Yeah, what, one of us is going to win this thing, and uh, uh, one of us did. Yeah, but it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, Tom won it. It yeah. was, uh, what was that, the uh, 9700? Yeah, the 9700. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to go and buy mine. Yeah. So. In fact, I've got a clip we're going to play. The 9700 here in just a minute. We're, we're going to make a satellite contact. I want to show you the satellite system. It's been a while since I talked to it. Uh, the contact was not just really clear. It, you know, sometimes the, the satellite contacts are just booming in. They're really strong, really clear. Sometimes they're not. It, it depends on a lot of things. It depends on, you know, the elevation, how far away it is. It depends on the antenna system the guy has at the other end. He may have been on a handy talkie. I don't know. Anyway... Uh, I'm going to show you the SAT system again, discuss it just briefly, and then we're going to uh, uh, have a we're going to play a little contact. Contact's probably 30 yeah, seconds. And one thing you didn't mention about the Huntsville, uh, the Von Braun Center. Yeah. It is fully enclosed, fully air conditioned, so we don't care what the outside weather is. It can be 300 degrees outside, and you're going to be nice and cool inside. And that's that's one of the reasons I enjoy Huntsville is everything is indoors. Yeah, that's and they right. Got, that's they right. got good stuff in the flea market. There's always really cool vendors. Uh, Bill was mentioning in the chat that last year uh, we got some wire strippers that uh, were were uh, carried up on the space shuttle as part of their tool sets. Yeah. So we've got I, shuttle flown wire strippers. Have you used those wire strippers yet? Last year. Have you used those wire strippers? Oh, yes, they are calibrated very tightly. Is that right? Perfect. Oh, oh they, they do wonders on, on stripping wire. Yeah, they're the really big handle. Yeah. You know, quality well, uh, and Bill's mentioning there's no leaks in the roof here. Hey, guys, it is yeah. air conditioned. There are no leaks. The bathrooms are clean. This place, this, this place is clean, let me tell you. It, it's good. Yeah. Okay. We've talked enough about that right now. Let's, let's do this. Let me take just a quick break. And then I, we're going to come back, and then we're going to talk about the satellite uh, system here in just a, a moment. So we'll be right back with you guys. Cabin Fever, spring into the new year with ICOM. ICOM's newest amateur FM transceiver is the IC V3500, and it's ready to hit the road with whatever you're doing. With a compact body and simple interface, this radio is a must for those looking for a long-range mobile with a fresh look. The ICT10 is a rugged portable that meets or exceeds standard military testing. With an IP67 waterproof rating, the ICT-10 can withstand any field activities ahead. Hear any transmission and listen to FM broadcasts with the loud 1.5-watt speaker. The IC-705 is a perfect sidekick and QRP companion. Base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers. It's a portable package. It covers HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at just over two pounds with an RF direct sampling. Most of the HF bands and IF sampling. The ID5100A is innovation and mobility taken to the next level. Designed from user input, the ID5100 offers an intuitive user interface experience with an industry-leading touchscreen display. Additionally, the ID5100 connects with Android devices and Bluetooth headsets via the optional Bluetooth module. 
The ID 5100A is one of the most advanced dual band mobiles on the market today. And last but not least is the ID 52A. It's a VHF UHF dual bander with V-Star and FM dual mode functions and is the first handheld amateur radio with a full color 2.3 inch waterfall display. This radio supports conventional FM communications and D-Star simplex repeater regional and worldwide calls over the D-Star internet gateway. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM Radio. All right, guys, we are back with you. And uh, I, uh, I did uh, have a, a Zoom meeting, uh, as I mentioned, with the Ascension Amateur Radio Club down in Louisiana last night with, uh, with Elmer and a lot of his folks. Elmer's uh, N5EKF, and I was going to put put some of that uh, that meeting on the show tonight, but uh, I had technical difficulties and didn't get it. So um, uh, we're gonna we'll, we'll we'll not be able to discuss that tonight. I'll just tell you what it what it was about was Pico ballooning, and their their club is wanting to send up a Pico balloon pretty soon, maybe uh, by September. And uh, Bill, I told him to contact you, Bill. Uh, I convinced them that the way to go is with uh, with uh, a tracker already built, already assembled, already programmed. So. Uh, Bill, uh, WB8ELK there, is the man uh, to get those from. Uh, they've got the Yokohama balloons. They've already ordered some. They've got them, and we kind of went over with them how to fill the balloon, how to stretch the balloon, uh, how to measure free lift, and so forth. So that's kind of what we talked about last night. So, uh, hey, before we get into the satellite, before we get into the satellite stuff, uh, just let everybody know the show next week is going to be coming to you from the Blue Ridge Mountains in Tuckaseegee, North Carolina. If you want to look that up, I'm going to spell it for you. It's, it's spelled just like it sounds, Tuckaseegee, T-U-C-K-A-S-E-G-E-E. -E. See how simple that was? Man. I would have gotten it wrong. Yeah. So uh, it's real simple. So look it up, uh, and you can see where we are. We're in western North Carolina in the, uh, uh, in the uh, uh, Blue Ridge Mountains there. And it's really nice, and hopefully it'll be a little cooler over there. So what I'm going to do, I, I'm, I'm going to pack up my 7300, which I won at Huntsville. No, you didn't win the, you yeah, I did. won the 7300 somewhere else. No, I won it at Huntsville. It was the 9700. No, that you won no I won the 9700 too. Oh my gosh, you won both? Well, yeah, I won some others besides that, but yeah. No, that's that now. Now we're talking illegal stuff. So, here. so uh, yeah. Well, well actually, the, actually, the grand prize that year was a 991A, and I won it. No, that was the year before. Yeah, but Roger there at RNL told me he said if you wanted the 7300, he said I'll give it to you the same price, and he just swapped it. So, oh, I, nice. I won the 7300 there at Huntsville a couple years ago. I don't use it too much here, but I've got it all packed up. We'll be taking that over to Tuckaseegee. We'll be going over there this week. Uh, I'll be putting up my uh, uh, my portable operation stuff. We'll be putting up uh, probably a vertical up to a tree limb. I'll shoot a line over a tree limb that's probably about 50 feet high. 
lay out three radios, and uh, I've got a, a, a auto tuner that I'll set out there at the base of it. Uh, but I've gotten interested over the past year or so in the in-fed antennas, and I sent my son Chris one, and uh, uh, for him to use down in Texas. And uh, I know other people using the in-fed. In fact. Uh, there are several Facebook groups with experts about NFED. So if you're looking to build an NFED, search on uh, Facebook for just NFED antenna or real NFED antennas. But uh, an NFED antenna, it can be two different antennas. It can be it can be a, a half wavelength antenna, or it can be a uh, a random length wire, a uh, non-resonant piece of wire. I like resonant antennas. Uh, if you use a resonant wire, for instance, uh, I'm going to use uh, 67 feet uh, as the the uh, radiating element on the uh, on the un un. This is not a balun. This is an un un. Uh, but that will work 40. 20, 15, and 10. The SWR is just outstanding on all bands with this thing. I want to show you. I just yeah, that's built what it. I've heard about NFEDs. I'm going to replace my 2040 dipole with one. Yeah. So I just built it in a. Uh, you can buy these boxes at Lowe's, Home Depot. It's just a plastic box. And basically, what I did here was we've got we've got the antenna input SO239, and we've got a we've got a uh, thumb. Thumb uh, nut, what you, wing nut, yeah, wing nut wing right nut, here for yeah. ground. If you want to, you don't have to. You, you don't have to ground it. So it would hang basically. It hangs like this. It would hang right here if you want to hang it. This thing works best about six feet off the ground. So six feet off the ground, and then the antenna can go out at an angle, up over a tree limb. You can put it in inverted V shape. You can, you can actually run it straight up if you want to. You can run it vertical. Uh, so uh, this holds it here. The antenna will actually connect. Uh, will here for stress relief, and uh, it'll loop up and it'll it'll tie under the wing nut right here. So let me open this up and show you. Uh, it's real simple to build. So you can see in here. I, you might not see it, but that is two. I think those are FT uh, two forty. Uh, two, 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 well, it's it's a uh, 43 mix. I think there are two 40s dash 43. There's yeah, two okay. of them. There's two of them right there. And um, the reason I ran two of them is if you run much power, they'll saturate and get hot, and the SWR will change drastically. So uh, two of them are to handle you know six, seven hundred watts uh, pretty easily uh, if you don't just key down for a long time. So basically, it's just really simple. You've got a you've got a uh, two turn right here. Let's see if we can see it. Uh, let's see. Uh, you've got two turns for the primary. Two turns for the primary. Right, you might see them right. Heck, not doing good. Right there, and then the secondary turn are 14 turns. So two turns, and then there's a, a hundred picofarad capacitor across it. The ground, which makes it uh, uh, tune much broader on the high end, like like your top end band, like 80 meters to 40 meters. Again, if you put uh, if you put 135 feet of wire on here, this thing would actually work 
80 meters, 40 meters, 20, 15, and, and 10. So this is, uh, I'm going to take this over there, to, and I, I, I'm going to test it and try it out over there. Uh, it's a pretty easy antenna uh, to, to put up, just a straight half-wave piece of wire. It should have the same radiation pattern as a half-wave dipole. A half-wave antenna is going to be like a half-wave dipole. They're both half-waves, unless I bend it and you know change the orientation of the wires out there. So... Uh, Again, let's see. I've got a picture here, I think, of it. Um, so on the uh, on the Facebook groups, these guys are really experts over there, and they can help you. Uh, they'll tell you uh, what you need to do, what you may have done wrong. They'll help you troubleshoot these things. And uh, they're dedicated uh, specifically for in-fed uh, antennas. Um, some people wind the coil just steady all the way around the, the core. Uh, in this, this case here, they, they, they put seven turns around one side, crisscrossed the wire, and then did seven turns on the other side uh, to kind of spread out the, I guess to spread out the, uh, you know, the, the, the coils around that, uh, that, that ferrite. Uh, probably helps uh, with heat dissipation and other things, but either, either yeah, way will work. Thinking. So we're going to be trying that and see how, uh, how that works over there. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, we can work some of you guys. I will, on our Facebook group, uh, I, will, uh, uh, I will post when I go on the air over there and what frequency on our Facebook group so we can kind of coordinate and maybe I can talk to some of you guys. I'd love to talk to some of you guys there. Uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, Brent's talking about the choke. Uh, actually, the coax, uh, actually the coax actually really becomes the the counterpoise. You don't have to put you don't have to put a counterpoise on there. If you do put a counterpoise on there, it should be 0.05 wavelength. Now, guys, that's pretty short. You know, 0.05 wavelength on 40 meters is only about six feet. So if you wanted to uh, on that uh, on that counter on that ground or that counterpoise uh, terminal right here, uh, you could put a six-foot piece of wire and hang it. If you go longer, if you put a you know a 60-foot piece of wire or a 120-foot piece of wire on here, now you start really changing things around because now it's more like a like a dipole or something with this thing in the middle. So avoid that. Another thing that I use out there on mine is instead of a, a counterpoise, and I think uh, I think Brett may have mentioned it there. Uh, you can coil up the coax, so uh, about about 0.05 wavelengths from the box. If you'll just take your uh, coax and make it dirty, they call it a dirty ballon. Actually, I think it'd be an un -un, unbalanced, unbalanced. So just coil it up, you know, coil about five or six turns up, about six feet from, from this box. And that will actually block the RF uh, from coming down that coax, and it's, it's the right length to provide the proper uh, counterpoise for that, that antenna uh, there. So we're going to be trying that out and see how it does, man. All right. Uh, well, Glenn, what do you know about, what do you know about the, what do you know about the, 
solar cycle, 25. You know much about uh, it? I know they're predicting that it's probably going to peak earlier, about a year and a half or a year earlier than they thought it was going to. And yeah. it's looking to be a really, really good one. Well, as you guys know, what, every 11 years, the solar cycle peaks. And um, that is when the radio, radio band really starts hopping. Uh, I remember back when I got my license in 1964, we were in the peak of a very, very, uh, very good solar cycle. Um, when I got my novice license, we were, I mean, it was bands, all bands were open all the time, DX everywhere. Uh, and I can remember over the past years, you know, past, you know, 10 years, 15 years, I can remember some really bad conditions where the solar uh, the solar cycle was at at its minimum, and that caused real problems with the uh, you know with propagation. And uh, but we're yeah, if you look at the chart there that what they're plotting, uh, we're going to be peaking. We'll probably be peaking solar cycle 25 probably within a year, maybe a year. And, uh, you know, so you've got, it's 11-year cycle, so you've got, you know, you got three or four good years where it's going up on the peak, and you got three or four good years where it's coming down off the peak. So, you know, you got six or seven really good years, and then it hits the bottom, and then you got six or seven just real crappy years. Uh, but uh, we're, we're, in some good, uh, we're in some good solar activity right now, and, and I think the bands are going to be real good. All right, let's see. I, okay, I want to talk just really briefly here. I want to show you. I'm going to go over and show you the uh, satellite system. Again, just give you a quick uh, rundown on it. We're going to make one contact on it and let you see it. Now, uh, since, uh, since I've upgraded the system, uh, the, the, uh, the antennas now track the satellite by themselves. I don't have to take my hands and... You know, one hand on a microphone and one hand on, the, you know, up and down uh, rotor and azimuth left and right and all that kind of stuff. It is so nice for it to do itself. So I just lock on the satellite and, uh, uh, you know, hands-free. So I'm going to run a little video I just did a little earlier here. The contact was not great. I was going to make a contact on uh, RS-44. That's a Russian satellite. I think they call it Russia Sputnik, if I'm not mistaken. It, the satellite wasn't very good uh, on that pass. Normally, it's just very loud and very clear. Uh, again, uh, during the daytime, when I'm on, there's not many people on satellites during the daytime. I guess everybody's working. Uh, there'll be more activity on at night. So here's a quick little video that's, that uh, we're going to look at here that just shows a quick uh, overview of the SAT system I'm using and uh, also... Uh, uh, a quick contact in here through a DIN plug into this little box right here. <clears throat> Here's the program. Man, it has everything on here that you would need. Um, see if I can get the glare out. It's got just about everything. I used to use a program called uh, Sat PC32 on the big computer. Uh, a little difficult to operate. This one, everything seems to be, uh, everything seems to be uh, 
Well, I don't stream it. You need. Uh, for instance, here is a. Here's where we put the satellite in, and we want to we want to uh, track or talk through. Uh, in this case, we've got RS-44 there. That's a Russian satellite. You can see the path here that it's going to take uh, as it comes over. There's a couple paths. Here's another um, uh, representative of uh, what it looks like uh, on the map. The satellite, uh, AOS is acquisition of satellite. LOS is the loss of satellite. The little square is the antenna position, and uh, the green, let's see, and the satellite's going to show up here in a minute, but you can see the acquisition satellite is going to come in right at the north here. The north, that's the horizon. It's going to go almost directly overhead. It's going to go out almost uh, due south right here. And this is the antenna. That's the acquisition of satellite. That's the loss of satellite right there. And when we start tracking it, you'll see this antenna symbol will go over and get right in front of the satellite, which is going to be right here. And what it does, it stays just a couple degrees in front of the satellite, and the satellite then moves through the, the uh, beam path of the antenna, and then the antenna will move a little bit, maybe one or two degrees ahead of the uh, satellite. It will move through it, and it'll, it'll eventually keep moving like that. Here we can look at passes. We can look at uh, the various satellite passes right here. We can see that uh, uh, satellite uh, uh, RS-44 is going to come in at uh, about 3.35 uh, p.m. today. It's going to be very high at 73 uh, degrees in elevation. So that's pretty cool there. You can put a satellite in here, or you can click on a satellite. If you click on uh, RS-44, it will automatically put it over here in this box, and everything will then tune to the uh, parameters for the RS-44 satellite. You have a readout here, antenna, uh, satellite position, uh, antenna position, uh, range, how far the uh, satellite is away from you. For instance, right now, uh, RS-44 is 6,918 miles away from us. Uh, acquisition of satellite, loss of satellite, the maximum elevation, and uh, the time uh, that we're going to see the satellite here. Uh, so over here, there's a lot of information uh, uh, that we've selected. Once we, uh, once we select the uh, RS-44 satellite, it's going to populate this with uh, all the frequencies on that satellite. For instance, it's gonna populate the, the VHF and the UHF transponder. It's gonna uh, populate the beacon and other things. And uh, right now I have the voice uh, VHF, UHF transponder selected. Uh, I click on it here and it puts it up here. We can see this is a sideband satellite, lower sideband. Uh, it requires no PL. Um, let's, okay, let's go over here. Now, interesting, if we click here on satellite status, this is a neat little feature. We click on satellite status, we will, uh, we will, uh, come, we'll get the uh, AMSAT page, and this will tell us, for instance, if a satellite 
has been heard or if it's active. We're looking for RS44. It'll be coming up here in a minute. So we're going to scroll down to RS44. There it is right there. And these are reports right here. So if I put my mouse over this report here, uh, it was heard by VE1CWJ. Uh, here's another one. Uh, heard by, there's a, there's a German, heard by a French station, heard by, heard by English, and so forth. So uh, these are people that have reported each time it goes over. Uh, they've reported whether or not the satellite was working or not. And it looks like RS-44 has been heard most every time uh, that the uh, that it, it has gone, gone around. So that's, that's pretty cool. All right, this will list all your satellites here. Okay, so let's just go back to SAT. All right, so a couple things we can do here. Let me just scroll down. And um, the TLE uh, is a file. The TLE is a file that uh, has all the information in it of when the uh, satellite's going to come over, where it's going to be, latitude, longitude, elevation, azimuth, and so forth. And uh, these files are updated regularly. Uh, I recommend if you're going to uh, work satellite that you uh, occasionally, maybe every day or two days, just update your TLE. So I'm going to click on the TLE here to update. I clicked on TLE to update right there. We're going to click the update TLE button right here. You can see it right here. And uh, we're going to wait for it to update. Okay, it says it has updated. So we'll just say okay. Very good. Okay, so it's updated. So, okay. Now, if we want to look at... Um, uh, all the uh, satellites basically that are up there that are in, in the database here, uh, we can go to view all satellites right here. Uh, view all. This is going to show us uh, a good number of all the satellites up there. And I have selected, you can see, I have selected uh, various satellites. I've selected AO27, AO91, uh, EO88, and so forth. Now, once I've selected these satellites, they're kind of in my memory, uh, so I can, uh, uh, you know, use these satellites. So, um, we're going to close that out. Okay. We're going to go back here. And, uh, for instance, uh, again, it's just as easy to click on a satellite over here. You could, you could key in, if you want a satellite like FO29, you could key it in here, uh, hit search, or you can just click on it over here. I'm going to click FO29. I clicked FO29, and uh, you can see it just it changed. FO29 is going to come in uh, at the southeast uh, of my location. It's going to go to my east, and it's going to go out almost due north. Uh, let's go back to F, uh, RS44. Uh, We'll click R, uh, RS44, and it's going to reload that satellite. There we go. Now, this one's going to come in almost north, due north, and it's going to go out due south. And again, it's going to go almost directly overhead here, very high pass. There ought to be a good uh, 
a good pass for us to try to work. And we will try to work that satellite here in just a few minutes. CQ, CQ satellite, CQ satellite. This is Whiskey 5, Chilo Uniform Bravo. Whiskey 5, Chilo Uniform Bravo, Echo Mike 5 5. Yeah, the uh, W5E, I think this is W5KUB, Echo Mike 5 5. Okay, uh, thank you for Echo Mike 7 2. This is W5KUB, and uh, we're in Echo Mike 5 5. Thank you for Echo Mike 5-5. You have a wonderful day, sir. Uh, my name is Jim. Julian the Mike and Echo Mike 7-2. Okay, Jim, thank you very much. And then here's Tom. T.O. and Tom, we're uh, just outside of Memphis, Tennessee. Okay, if you look over here, we are... The pass is just about over with. The uh, satellite is right here. It's fixed to go out uh, out of service right here. We're not going to hear it anymore. So we got maybe a minute left. Uh, it's about 15 degrees above the elevation. Made one contact on it. That was um, satellite JO97. All right, we are we are back. Let me get Glenn in here with us. All right, well, that was just a quick contact, JO97. Again, that wasn't perfectly clear, but we did make a contact uh, with someone over on the East Coast uh, with it. So sometimes the uh, signals just barrel in here loud and clear. Sometimes uh, they're a little noisy. It depends on what the guy's using at the other end. And, you know, I've got stacked uh, M square, well, the M square antennas out there, the vertical, horizontal polarization, and so forth. Some people may be using just a, a straight Yagi. Some people may be using a handy talkie, uh, and you know you can build easily build up your uh, your satellite antenna. Here's one here built with the. Here's one here built with the uh, tape measure. Two meters of tape measure. It's kind of neat. You can fold the elements back and it doesn't hurt them. And then uh, I've got, uh, let me turn it the other way. You can see the, you can see the um, silver rods here. They're hard to see. Hey, you can see them down here. No, you, I can see them. Yeah, these are the uh, UHF uh, 440 uh, antennas down here. This is just a piece of PVC pipe right here. And I painted it silver and uh, uh, we've got a feed point for both antennas and uh, hook it to your handy talkie, take it outside and just hold it up there and point it and uh, people driving by think you're crazy, you know. But um, that antenna, that antenna works fine for you, uh, a little homemade uh, three element uh, two meter. All right, uh, let's see, what else are I going to say uh, about uh, about the satellite? Now, how much did that SAT unit cost? Well, the uh, the rotor, the the Yezu rotor. No, I meant the the control box. Yeah, the, well, you get the control box and the rotor together. 
It's no, a, no, I meant the, the SAT software. Oh, the SAT software, uh, or, or the SAT box. The SAT box is it's about, I think it's about $250. Okay. But you know what, you know what the, the neat thing about it is, you don't even have to be on the, you don't have to have an internet connection. No, I like that web interface on it. Yeah. It looks really nice. You know, nice. you, you, uh, you download your TLEs in that little box right there, and, and hey, then you can unplug it, and you can go out into the, go to the park if you want to. Yeah, and it yeah, has its I, I own like little that. access point built in, and then you can take your computer, and you can just type in the IP address of the box, and it will pull up that screen that you saw right there. So yeah, it doesn't require an nice. internet connection to work the satellites, and uh, so that, that's, uh, that's that's kind of neat. I I really like it. I used to use that that SAT PC32 program. But Which, that's getting a little yeah. long in the tooth, and so is the Ham Radio Deluxe, quite honestly, with the, yeah. the satellite tracking. I like the, the web interface on that one. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's see what else I have on my list tonight here. Well, you were going to talk about 113. Oh, hey, i just give you guys an update. Let's, let me pull up 113 here, and uh, yeah, let's see if I can find it here. I've got it here somewhere. There we go. Guys, uh, our balloon is still flying. Our balloons, I think we're about, this one is about 250, I don't know, 250, 260 days now maybe. It's been flying. You're looking at, uh, you're looking at uh, the map on our uh, website. Uh, this, is a, this is a Google map that we built up to put on our own server. Uh, but you can see this is a plot for W5KUB113. And you can see it's, it went around the world about four times up in the northern hemisphere. And then it, it, then it went down through Africa, and it's been flying down near Antarctica ever since, uh, ever since it was launched. Now, that's good because, that's good because it's winter down there, and uh, there's no storms, really. I was just going to say, that's probably con contributed to it being up so long as it's yeah. not having those tall storms to have to deal with. Plus, there's not that many jets up there to shoot down stuff that's down there around Antarctica. So <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't think the Argentine military is, is going to shoot them down. Yeah, uh, it, it has got. you can see it has gone over Argentina and Chile a few times there. Let's see, Bill says, uh, Bill's still got one on 10 meters still flying. Yeah, WB4DLK-7, uh, well, eight, eight yeah. months. Guys, yeah. we think, we think, uh, I honestly think W5KUB-112 is still flying. Uh, last time we heard from it was 320 days, but we were getting intermittent uh, transmissions from that tracker uh, all the way back to the day of launch. It was very difficult, but it hung in there and gave us reports uh, for 320 days, and then it quit transmitting. We've been still listening for it because, uh, you know, it could turn back on for some strange reason. Uh, well, hey, look at look at Oscar Seven. He yeah. was dead for 30 something years. Yeah. So you know, Oscar Seven. You know, it, the batteries were shorted, and then they unshorted and went open, and then it started working. So let me put let me put both satellites. I mean, both uh, in this map. I'm going to put both of our uh, balloons in here. Right now you're seeing uh, 112, I mean 113. I'm going to add 112 uh, to the map. Now these are two different balloons here, 112 and 113. And you're going to see what 
what we were able to do. These two balloons, look at this. This is just, I think it's amazing. That yeah, is two that really balloons. Is. Considering where you were when you started this, yeah, yeah. and you were lucky to get it across the Atlantic. Yeah, well, a lot of things have changed. Technology changed. We finally found a balloon that would fly. Yeah. But uh, it was a, it was a, you know, back in the early days, it was tough, man. You know, you could be as precise as you wanted to, and you might get a month or two, maybe. But uh, guys. I can tell you right now, if you want to fly a balloon around the world, I can just about guarantee you your first flight, if you do a few certain steps, I think you'll make it around the world. Uh, you know, and when you started, it was one in ten would make it. That's right. Now it's now I think it's one in one. To tell you the truth, yeah, that's, it's at least ninety percent. Yeah, that's the way I would uh, I would rate it, Glenn. About yeah. about. One well, in you're one. getting higher, and you've got that better balloon material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let me look at my list here. Let's see what else we got got on here. This is 922. So, uh, again, guys, Huntsville coming up. Again, we're doing the same thing we did last year. We've got a we've got a CAA 500 that's going to go to some lucky winner that helps support the webcast. Well, now, uh, Tom, if you look on the back of that thing, you'll see a little plate. Yeah. And it will say property of kw5gp no i don't think so it it oh it, it will oh it will it, okay yeah, it will if you win it okay well, you okay if you win it uh, i've got two of those i've got the i got one of the originals and i've got the newer one here so yeah i need to get me one of those yeah i, I like, like it man. and again boy this thing it feels it, it's the size of a brick it's metal that's not plastic, guys. What batteries does that thing it's use? It's got uh, six double uh, A's in it. Six double A's. Okay, so it's very similar and, to and, the MFGs yeah. then. And it's got a uh, it's got a uh, external port here on the side. You can put power in. So I would yeah. imagine you could put some knockheads in there, and you know. Oh yeah. You could you can run that thing on some knockheads and keep it charged up. All right. Like let's that. see. Hey, tonight we talked about solar activity. We talked about forty-nine to one, un-uns. Back to the 49 to 1, guys. You need a resonant half wave for the 49 to 1. So either either put you a, you know, 67-foot piece of wire on there for 40 and up. Put you a 130-foot piece of wire for 80 and up. If you want to run, if you want to run a random length, random length um, wire, there's certain links that work better than others, and if you research it on uh, uh, Google, uh, you'll find a chart. But on a random link wire, you need a nine to one balance. Nine to one un un. I can't hardly say un un. But well, yeah, that's, what, that's that's strange. That's what it is. Word. That's what it is. I I, I, tell, I usually call us a balance, but it's really not a balance. It's an un un. All right, we talked about satellite operation tonight. Hey. The show's about to end, but man, I'm excited about I'm excited about my metal detecting. You know, uh, who, who who's in the uh, who's in the chat room here that does metal detecting? We had a couple people last week that. Oh, I've always wanted to go down yeah. to the so Treasure Coast is, in Florida and do some metal detecting on the beach. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is my uh, this is my car. I've got another older one out here. It doesn't discriminate quite as well, but this is my uh, my gar. Uh, uh, Garrett Ace, and I don't know if you can see it. You probably can't see much here. Let me turn it on. 
Let's see if I can turn it on and uh, I'm not even sure how to turn it on. Yep. Oh, oh, there it is. Sounded like you got it. Yeah, I think I got it. I don't know if you can see anything here. Yeah, we can barely uh, see some of the LCD. Yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna show very good. But you can set this thing to discriminate against different metals and uh, hey, it's got a it's got an indicator on here that tells you how deep it is and yeah, all kinds of stuff. Uh, sensitivity nice adjustments. One. You can really do a lot with it. Uh, so it's uh, you know I'm looking forward to it. There's not I haven't really used it yet. Uh, but looking forward to spending some time over there and using it there. You know, I've already showed you guys. I've got my, I got my, I got my digger right here, man. I got my, I got my digger right here. I guess that oh, could. I do have a little bit of Arduino book news. Yeah, you got a what? Some Arduino book news. Okay, let's have it. Uh, I was talking to ARRL last week. This early this week. Um, yeah. We are going to start editing on my latest book, uh, and hopefully y'all, you know, it's, what is it? It's the middle of July. It's 100 degrees outside. So what does that mean? It's time to start planning for Christmas. So, uh -huh. yeah, the, uh, the ARRL Arduino book will probably be edited and ready in time for Christmas. And I'm finishing up the one for the Elector folks over in Europe. And, of course, they also ship and sell in the United States. And that one um, will also probably make it at Christmas time. So I'll theoretically have two new Arduino books out for Christmas. So, yeah, just in time. All right. Well, so someday. Hopefully, you someday, want an Arduino you, book in your stocking. Someday you're going to retire from this and just relax and be a ham. Oh, that day is coming real soon. Yeah. Real soon. Well, let me I let me tell you. I I, I, I thought of, I thought about the same thing for the show. You know, some some nights we don't have a lot. We have fun on here. Some nights we don't have a lot. Uh, I got an email. I got an email a couple weeks ago. Some guy told me it was really boring watching me and Glenn talk. It was really <laughs> boring. Now I'm not going to say who it was, but. It's I, probably Bill. I could have said, hey, guy, you know, just like, like Riley says on the radio, the big knob, if you don't like the channel, yeah. you watch it, turn it, man. You <laughs> hey, know? we try, and yeah. you know, I, I usually try to have something, but yeah. uh, well, I anyway. haven't had time to, to take it off the bench. I have been building projects. I've got uh, seven of the ten projects for the Elector book finished. Uh, I'll have the other three done shortly. Um, so, you know, that, that will be done real soon and once that happens the writing starts and like i say i believe we'll have that one out in time for christmas as well but tom i may be retiring from my day job but to be honest i don't see me stopping writing i'm having too much fun building this stuff and writing about it i think just like you in this show i'm going to keep doing it as long as i possibly can well it's sometimes the show falls together you know in, in the on tuesday we don't have anything yeah. before tuesday and then a lot of neat things come up and we, we talk about them sometimes we don't have a lot the, the the thing i find strange or the issue i've got is not many people are willing to help you know and yeah. uh you know we ask for material we ask for people to come on we ask for help 
and nobody wants to. So um, they just want to eat the cake, I guess. Is that right? Yeah. You, you can have, yeah. They can have their, well, well we they want their the cake. cake and eat it too. Yeah, eat, eat it too, yeah. So anyway, but, you know, I, I don't know how much longer we do it. The show has been on almost 10 years now, and uh, we have been on weekly for 10, well, nine and a half years. And I think we started in February. So come February, it will be uh, 10 years for the show. I don't want you know, to give it amazing, up. That's amazing because I want to say yeah. that when I did my first Arduino show live that night, that was darn near 10 years ago. So you yeah. must have just started when I did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were one of the first. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to get, really give it up. I like doing it, but sometimes I feel bad. We don't have a lot of, you know, good content for people. And, you know, hey, if we if we bored you guys, we apologize right now. Actually, and, I thought we had a, a pretty yeah. good mix yeah. tonight. And and Glenn will take 80% responsibility, and I'll, I'll take yeah, 20. Yeah, it's my fault we didn't have enough material. I'll take 20, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's my All fault. All right, Y'all well, blame it's, uh, it's 9.30. Uh, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Let me make an announcement here. We're probably going to just go ahead and close the show down because I'm getting hungry for my popcorn and everything. And, guys, hey, we're going to see you in North Carolina we're going to be on the air. I'm taking radios with me. I'm packing them up t- tonight and tomorrow. We're going to take the 7300 over there, uh, and uh, we're just going to lay back and operate. Now, let me tell you, Tuesday night, we I will log on with the show Tuesday night, and probably the next Tuesday night I'll still be there in North Carolina. I may have nothing, guys, so if you don't want to get bored next week, don't tune in next week but you know if you want to join us and just have fun and ask questions uh hey join us you know we're not gonna we're well, not gonna I'll, take, I'll have something ready to show for yeah, next week we're not gonna take names or anything like that but uh uh and, and i'm, I'm kind of like bill when i get over north carolina in the mountains i'm gonna have 700 i'm gonna have a major pipe up 768k up you know so you know, I can't do a whole lot. Uh, we'll probably use the Melon app because it, it allows any guests to be on the, the, the cloud and not come through me. Uh, plus, it allows me to bring them into the show uh, differently than I'm doing this. With, with, with uh, Wirecast here, I've got four computers all, all interfaced together bringing you're coming in on one computer this thing's going out on another i got the chat room on another uh i can't take all this stuff in north carolina it'd take a truck plus i'd never figure out how to put all the wires back together i was gonna say I, you've got the truck but you, you ain't got the time to put all the wires i constantly take pictures of all this so when i make a mistake i can find out where the wire went you well know? you've already made a mistake you're missing a channel that's that's true and I, i'm a well and let me tell you when you played the uh when you played the ad and you played the the satellite the satellite you had both channels but when you played the um the music and your audio and probably mine as well you're only single channel so it's it's that link there that's missing yeah let me try this uh high old mic here i think it's gonna do the same thing let me turn my uh other mic off I think it's going to do the same because you're you're, right. you're going through a different mixer somehow. All right, just one, two, three. Nope, you're the same. Yes, yeah, the same. Okay.
I'm not sure if it's a dirty pot or not. It's probably a bad cable. Yeah, it does. about it now Tom you know just you know when you get offline take it take a take a look at it but you you know how to test it would be to play that uh, that music video and track it through the system you may have your mic still turned off there Good luck with that. Because whatever you've done, you've got constant noise.
All right, my test one, two. All right, testing for echo. I think I got a little. Let me turn that off right there. There we go. Okay. <laughs> 